This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, anyone can get monkeypox, but so far, the majority of cases in the United States have been recorded among men who have sex with men. So this current outbreak is disproportionately impacting LGBTQ people and communities. This is what one Chicagoan told a WBEZ reporter at Market Days in North Austin last week. I feel like you do the responsible thing, become vaccinated and jump through the hoops so that you can take care of yourself and the people around you. But to abstain from from being social because of things that you're eventually going to be subject to anyway doesn't make any sense. Joining us is Stephanie Scora, Chief Operating Officer at Brave Space Alliance. That's a center dedicated to providing resources and, and programming to LGBTQ people on Chicago's south and west sides. Welcome back to Reset, Stephanie. Thanks for having me, Tasha. Also with us is Erica Gafford, the Director of HIV Testing and Prevention at the Center on Halsted. Hi, Erica. Good morning. What's on your mind right now, Erica, when it comes to monkeypox? Um, well, that's a very complicated question, Sasha. Lay it all on um, us. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, most folks are just really trying to figure out the best way to uh, get those who are most at risk um, vaccinated um, and to disseminate information, which, you know, has been a little bit complicated given the nature of uh, how the virus has been spreading and messaging just sort of in general public health settings. What about you, Stephanie? Yeah, you know, it's very much been the same for us. It's it's uh, really a wild moment to see pandemic after pandemic playing uh, playing out over and over, uh, and the public health response really not understanding each time that the resources need to go to the most vulnerable populations first. Uh, we've had a lot of people come to Brave Space Alliance looking for information or resources about monkeypox uh, or MPV, as some folks are calling it now, and there's there's very little reliable information out there, and there are even fewer resources. So how would you characterize the, the state and federal response to monkeypox so far, Stephanie? Yeah, I think it's really been very targeted in a detrimental way. You know, we understand, of course, that the majority of the cases that are occurring are in men who have sex with men. But we also know that this is not exclusively an STI. We know that there are other populations that can get MPV. We know that there are... You know, there's not zero crossover between the populations of men who have sex with men and other LGBTQ populations. And yet we consistently see a public health response. I actually spoke to somebody from CDPH, the Chicago Department of Public Health, the other day, and they're still restricting access to vaccines to people who have been exposed and otherwise to men who have sex with men, cisgender and transgender. Um, and it's been very disappointing to see a lack of access to this vaccine for transgender women, for sex workers, for people in the underground economy, uh, aside from sex workers, for people who are very, very at risk and have very little uh, access to medical resources. Otherwise, our vulnerable populations need this treatment and they need it proactively and we're actively being denied it. Yeah. You you mentioned, you know, a lot of questions coming in at Brave Space Alliance. I'm hearing you say you don't feel like these folks are getting the support that they need overall. Yeah, that's correct. I think you know, the the messaging around monkeypox has been this is an STI. This is a disease that primarily exists within the population of men who have sex with men. And we know that both of those things are not the whole truth. This is not just an STI. This is not just some sort of gay men's disease. And it's frustrating to hear 
these public health apparatus or apparatuses, uh, whichever one is the <laughs> whichever one is the right word. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll take both. Yeah, but uh, it, it's very frustrating to see you know, these public bodies moving as though they've learned nothing from HIV and AIDS. Erica, you are the director of HIV testing and prevention for your organization, as I mentioned. How does monkeypox factor into the work that you're doing? Um, hugely. So, um, you know, largely because of the populations who are being most impacted, um, as well as I think that, you know, it, this is a complicated issue, um, right? You know, Stephanie's mentioning that a lot of efforts have been going into reaching out to same gender loving men populations. And we, we know it's not an STI, um, but it is being transmitted through close, intimate contact, which at the moment is appearing uh, in in sexual circles. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to stay there because we know this virus doesn't care about gender, who you love, who you hang out with. Um, and so I think it's been kind of a, a complicated dance to be able to get the messaging out without having those folks, you know, without not prioritizing the people who really needed to get vaccinated first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a very complicated situation. And I think that because of the HID, HIV epidemic, we have developed the mechanisms and the networks and the resources, and we are trusted. So I think that that's why community members have been first often reaching out to um, HIV service organizations, mm-hmm. LGBTQ service organizations, because they know that they can trust um, these organizations are looking out for the best interests of community. And I think that we have the infrastructure to get the information out, which is why the Chicago Department of Public Health has been reaching out to community-based organizations, because I think there's a recognition that they aren't necessarily the most trusted in community, and that in order to get the word out quickly and to those who most need it, they are relying upon those community-based organizations to do that. I think it's just a matter of making sure that all the right folks are invited to the table. Yeah, and picking up where where Stephanie left off, Erica, talk more about the role, as you see it, that that stigma plays here in in the public health response to monkeypox. Stigma is is massive. Um, it's we 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 know that it happens in any sort of communicable situation, um, but particularly when it, it, the label is attached to a, a particular group of community who are already stigmatized, who are already kind of living on the margins, oftentimes of society, it kind of increases those disparities. And so I think that also adds to the complexity of the messaging because there's a need to not want to promote stigma um, and yet also get the information out there. And I think that because of that, um, to speak to what Stephanie is point is, is that there are disproportionate amount of folks in the Black and Latinx same-gender-loving communities and LGBTQIA communities who are not being vaccinated at the same rates that they're being impacted by MPV. And and that largely has to do with stigma and how people access services when they're associated with a particular group. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're discussing how monkeypox has impacted Chicago's queer communities. Uh, we're joined by Stephanie Score from Brave Space Alliance and Erica Gafford from the Center on Halsted. Stephanie, 
monkeypox has a much longer quarantine period than COVID if you become infected. Um, you can be contagious for four to six weeks. Are there legal protections to prevent folks from losing their jobs for, for quarantining for that long? So that's sort of an interesting and complicated question right now. Uh, the the protections that folks were enjoying during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic um, when, you know, there were, in a lot of instances, sweeping protections for people who became sick and had to stay out of work, those have largely gone away. And because we haven't seen monkeypox reach the height of COVID, um, and hopefully we never do, those similar protections have not been put into place for folks who become infected with monkeypox. And so really, it's kind of the Wild West out here. It really depends on the individual's job, how flexible their workplace is, what their individual policies are. Um, you know, of course, there's discrimination claims that could be made, uh, but those are incredibly difficult to prove. So there's no real concrete protection for people who become infected if they have to miss work, they could lose their jobs. Um, and right now, there's very little legal infrastructure to protect those individuals. So where does Brave Space suggest that people seek support if they're looking to get vaccinated or to if they've been exposed to monkeypox? What are you telling them? You know, I think really we're just telling folks to trust their providers, trust their doctors, listen to the reliable information that is out there because there is some coming from official channels and official medical channels. But we're also calling on policymakers, legislators, folks in City Hall, folks on the county level and then the state level to take quick action to make sure that members of our community, members of any community who become infected with MPV are not put at additional risk. They're already a huge risk for their health. You know, they're dealing with a serious illness. We have to make sure that those folks are not additionally jeopardized, where they're at risk of losing their jobs, their housing, their ability to put food on the table, because that's going to force folks to break quarantine and spread this disease even more. Erica, do you see monkeypox changing how LGBTQ Chicagoans approach health and safety? Um, interesting question. Um, I, I, before I go there, I did want to sort of add on to what Stephanie was saying, which is that um, one of the bigger picture items is, is, is making sure that people are able to access testing and services mm-hmm. because yeah. people can get vaccinated for free. But if you are uninsured, testing can be complicated. Um, and so do I see it impacting the LGBTQ community? Yes. Um, I, I, obviously, it already has because largely that's where most of the MPV infections have been um, discovered. I do think that the community has kind of, uh, partly because of COVID and partly because of the history with HIV, that folks are, are, are ready. They're, they're ready to access whatever um, health care they're offered. It's just a matter of whether or not it's accessible um, to everyone who, who needs it. And um, I think that's part of what's been complicated. Is that what you're hearing from folks? Like, what are people in the community telling you? I mean, people are originally people were a little bit um, alarmed because there wasn't enough information. So people didn't really know, am I at risk? Are you at risk? You know, how do I know if I have it? Where do I go if I do? Um, I think that the city did a pretty good job of getting to it quickly and disseminating some information quickly. Um, I think that everybody just wants to get vaccinated because COVID has 
it kind of changed the way that we look at things, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it started off kind of like, oh, you don't need to worry so much. And then it turned into this huge situation. And I think that people are kind of less likely to listen to you're not at risk because you're this label or you're not at risk because of that label. I think people are thinking in terms of I live in this community and I have relationships with this group of people. So yeah. I need to be vaccinated to protect myself. Before we go, any other resources that you suggest, Erica? Um, I think just to, you know, keep keep in line with the Chicago Department of Public Health has been doing a great job of putting information out. Um, we we have vaccination clinics, a lot as many uh, community groups have uh, set up. So mm-hmm. if you keep on, you know, at Center on Halstead Facebook, you can register for vaccination. Um, and I think just look out for trusted sources of information because we've what we've learned in the last four years is that there's lots of misinformation out there. Yeah, sure is. That's Erica mm-hmm. Gafford, the Director of HIV Testing and Prevention at the Center in Halstead, and Stephanie Scora, the Chief Operating Officer at Brave Space Alliance. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.